He didn't yeah. want to let Backstrom down. He didn't want to let OV down. If I go to Rocket Bar, I know I'm getting pretty fucked up. I think this is a good player. He's a very good, skilled player. The Hurricanes are fucking garbage. Dude, if you played the Bowie Bruins back in the day, you knew this play. What it do, DMV? It is episode 56 of Chirp and DMV. I'm here again with the two, AB and KP. Uh, happy Monday, everyone. We got a we got a fun episode for you today. So let's start with KP. What's up, baby? How you doing? How was your weekend? Good weekend, man. Can't complain too much. Playing some street hockey and broke my phone, so that wasn't fun. Shot a puck, hit it right, broke, crashed the screen. So that was a blower. But other than that, pretty good weekend. Uh, we just went to yesterday. I went to my brother-in-law's and my sister's. Did some did some day drinking. Walked around the neighborhood for a little bit. Played a little bit cornhole. I don't know. It was just kind of chills. Beautiful day outside, so spend it outside, and then we got the boat in today. Yeah, only so much we can do, even though they're weekends. The dock or your neighbor's dock looked pretty fucked up when you were Snapchatting us the other day yeah. during that storm. Yeah, last week there was a there was a storm they were in through. Well, it wasn't even raining when it like got torn up. It was just so windy and mm-hmm. like yeah, that wave, wind will push the tide in. Dude, that wave the waves were just huge. Yeah, and, like, it was it was high tide already, and yeah. It, it knocks both neighbors to our right. Both of their docks are just completely destroyed. Ripping boards up. Yep. So it was kind of Yeah, look, that looks super aggressive. But, um, yeah, let's just kind of get into it. We'd be uh, – I guess we'll start with this. We got PFT coming on uh, later on this episode. We'll talk about some other stuff first. But, uh, yeah, fun interview. We tease it on Instagram and Twitter and that stuff. And we've been getting some followers, some listeners, and it's good stuff. Excited about this interview. Yeah, it was it was a good interview. He's a real good guy. He's got some different takes than uh, the average person, so it's good to get a different perspective on things. Yeah, the king of hot takes gave him a couple of my own. And yeah, maybe threw a couple at him. Yeah, he was he was down, and then he came back with another awesome hot take as well. Yeah, I was gonna say it's. I I feel like I held my own with him. I feel I feel like he he liked them. He was like, oh, they, these are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, little bit of a change of pace from that Joe B interview where it was more professional style. We kind of got a lot out of him, and then we go straight from we go from Joe B to PFT. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but Obi would beat the fuck out of Wayne Gretzky, but we'll definitely get to it. But before all that, let's get into some hockey talk. There's a little bit, not a lot. Uh, I guess it was about a week ago or so, John Scott, he goes, just got worried NHL camps will begin again June 1st. European players are coming back soon. Hashtag breaking. Well, the NHL responded. Uh, they created a, I guess, a return to play committee. And just kind of said, no, no, John Scott, not correct <laughs> on what he said. So, yeah, I guess it's NHL believes they can, you know, maybe be able to return in some small group activities and NHL training facilities in mid to late May. They've kind of talked about starting next season in December, but trying to start this season and maybe do it in four isolated arenas. Thoughts, KP? Yeah, I think I heard of, let me go back to my notes here, Arizona and possibly North Dakota as being options. Mm-hmm. Like some more rural rural areas, I guess, uh, might have a one or two sheets of ice in the area where, where they can get some stuff done. But the other thing I heard, um, I've been hearing them say, is when you look at the NHL playoffs, each round, half the half those teams and half those players are done. So that that might be a way that they can get this done to saying like, hey, after two rounds, I mean, there's not that many people even left to finish it. It's kind of might be over quicker than other sports like baseball or like other sports starting up where we're just trying to get our season over with and we have possibilities to make it shorter. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's, 
it's, it's it, it depends if they go straight in the playoffs, like you said, then that cuts you know the amount of people needed in each isolated location down by a lot. Um, and obviously be no fans and stuff like that. But AB, any thoughts on it? I mean, I don't have much, many thoughts on it other than I would love for this to happen. I mean, it's I I want them to finish the regular season. I want at least a little bit more of regular season strictly for the OV50. Yeah, so we need, what, four games to be safe? Yeah. To get two goals? Yeah. Like, that's literally, like, it's literally the only reason why I want it right now. But I don't know. It's, like, who who the fuck knows how all these teams respond to after sitting out for, like, a month or two after not playing for two months. I mean, it's just totally everything's different. completely changed. It's almost like a new season, and, and they don't do – they're not doing their same typical, like, workout routine like it's a summer workout or anything like that so it just throws all the players like schedules off obviously as a fan i want it to happen but you never know i have no idea at this point we what got told go ahead here what i did hear there was a rumor that they're talking about pushing the playoffs back like permanently the season back permanently they're not going to do it like next year or the season after that but like i guess and then when the next cba meeting to come up someone might mention the fact that they'll push back the season start date so that the playoffs run in through July and August and maybe September. No, no, just July and August. So So you have to start the season in like December every year. Right. So that that way the NHL pretty much will own those two months when it comes to sports. Because the only sport that is on during August and July is like baseball. And those are like the dog meaningless baseball, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, hockey would pretty much cover all the sports, like to cover all the ratings, and they think it would be a good move from like a business standpoint to push back the season. Which I thought was like, I don't hate that. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I was like, at first, you I don't hate I, it as a business standpoint. But if you're the boys. Are the yeah, your are... summer. I mean, the hockey guys. Yeah, Scotty I mean, Pippen. Summer, just man. don't fuck up my summer. Don't fuck up the summer. They're don't gonna be hating my summer on that. up. Yeah, I mean the young, the younger guys. The players association is gonna say. Scotty Pippen mindset. Don't fuck my summer up. The younger guys would probably hate that, but I feel like, the, like, I don't know. I feel like some of them. The would younger like guys it, are kind of like the nerdier guys nowadays. They don't really care. I feel like some of them would like. I feel like. Half and a half, maybe. They'd ra- yeah, I feel like some of them would rather have, like, their vacation in the months of, like, September, October, because it's, like, it's not 90 fucking degrees outside. It's, like, but I think, mm-hmm. honestly, I like that, like, when it's turning from summer into fall, when it's getting a little chillier, I kind of like that weather a lot. I prefer that, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you're talking about summer hockey. You can kind of go to the idea that I texted you guys of uh, the NHL putting together like some kind of roller hockey league, roller hockey circuit, like to show off players in different cities, maybe to like help out kids, like to see that during the summer in Nashville and like the southern states where you really don't have ice hockey, they could do a circuit down there to like kind of build hockey. And that that's a good Dude, way to get ratings. Would you want to do that, though, if you just played a full NHL season, you finally get your summer break, and like, hey, you got to take fucking six weeks and go to the – There's so many guys in the NHL, cities. though. There's so many guys in the NHL. If you have like a different group each weekend, that's true. And guys just like one weekend, yeah, I'll do, I'll do it one weekend. Like you don't need that many guys. Just do three on three four, five teams, six teams. So you're thinking of it from a grow the league perspective. Yeah, definitely. Definitely grow in, the league. And in ratings, NHL you're talking cities? about popularity. In those summer months, that's something to get something on TV, some content, man. It's it's definitely a voluntary like a voluntary thing. Like I I feel like yeah. 
the players, like, basically give them the option. Like, do you want to do this or not? And, like, some of them I bet would do it. Like, it's actually not a bad, terrible idea. I don't think it would ever happen because they're not looking that way. But, but like, just to have, like, a mini three-on-three like, like an ex- expedition, like, like and one style circuit, yeah. street ball, no fucking rules. Right, exactly. Just... You don't play with your team. Like it's just like they they mix the teams up. Like yeah, it's it's just three yeah. on three street hockey. Don't even Maybe call they it draft. Ball. They draft don't the call teams. Don't roller hockey. Call it street hockey. Play with then a ball. People, yeah, then people would like tune in, and it's it's remember that old league way back in the day that used to be on TV. I think they like play outdoors. It was like outdoor roller hockey. It was pro beach roller hockey. I think yeah, pro beach. It was on California beaches. It was like right like, there on the beach. Imagine like. Patty Kane, Mitch Marner, and Austin <laughs> Matthews versus <laughs> Jack Michael. And it's like Johnny all finesse, Pro. no hitting, yeah. just like finesse. Like shit, yeah. little kids want to see the dangles, the the goals, yeah. the big saves. Like the finesse, the finesse part of the game. It would never happen, but that shit would be fun, right? That would be fun as hell. But yeah, I mean, NHL is pretty much. I mean, they still have to stay at home order until May fifteenth. So there's nothing until then. They said once that hits, then they can look into. You know, the NHL can initiate small group informal workouts at the team's respective facilities. So the Caps, that those that are in the area, could be like, all right, now that's May 16th and the NHL allows it, we're allowed to go work out together and start getting back together again. Um, but then the NHL's talked about a formal training camp up to three weeks, yep. this, that, and the other. But who the, who the hell knows until May 15th? I don't think you can make any speculations until then. But uh, I guess speaking of some Caps getting back together, did you guys see the – Cap social thing, I believe it was Friday or Saturday with Tom Wilson, a little Q and A. Then they brought in Michael Atta for him. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty cool. Getting the they were like going over old photos and stuff like that. It was really cool to see their comment, like hear their comments. Yeah, so the Cap social lady Taryn Bray, she got on with Tommy, uh, was showing some old photos, and yeah, they brought Lotta in, and uh, I guess he's playing in Sweden now, and he just kind of went in there and chirped a uh, chirped Lily a bit and talked a little shit, and uh, they put off some old pictures of the two. But yeah, it was pretty entertaining, Kyle. KP, if you watched it. Yeah, I mean, the bromance lives on. The Caps love it. I mean, shit. We got to find somewhere for Lada in the organization. Just bring him back in somehow, maybe. What you need to bring uh, on Trevor DMV? Right. Shout out to DMV. Just waiting so well. for the response. Lads, we got you. the DMs in your inbox, buddy. Honestly, yeah. That would be awesome to get Michael Lada on here. Just have him talk. Because how much shit can you really talk on Caps social on the Twitter yeah, when everybody's watching? Yeah. You come on Chirping DMV and talk any shit you want. The real hidden stories. But, um,. So probably what we want to get to one last thing before we kick the PFT, and it's uh, Gretzky's thoughts on Ovechkin and McDavid. I guess he picked them to be his. If he had two line mates for the rest of his career, that would that he would choose those two. Which I mean, can you argue? No, because <laughs> he said Connor because of his speed, he would open up the ice, and Ovi because if we get him the puck, you know he's going to hit the net or at least have a chance to score. So those two guys would be fun to play with. Yeah, I mean, Ovi is. Uh, like he Gretzky basically has admitted multiple times at this point that he is the greatest goal scorer. And he's, he's said multiple times he can't wait for him to break the record. I mean, so he's just going to feed him the puck the entire time. He, he basically picked two guys where he doesn't have to do shit because Connor McDavid will do all the work. Right. You don't even need Gretzky. I mean, with Ovechkin's shot, Connor just does it all. And I mean, it's Ovechkin speed. would just be Leon Dreisaitl like 6.0 and just scoring like, Ovechkin had a massive per clip. game. Yeah, them in overtime would be unreal. Just give McDavid the puck. Ovi, go to the office. Don't be offside. Hope the other team doesn't get it. Right, and you're good to go. Oh well, I guess speaking of Gretzky too, did you guys see the Ovi and Gretzky versus each other in the uh, EAS or the NHL 20? 
Yeah. yeah, for charity or whatever. Gretzky won in overtime. Yeah, Gretzky won in overtime on the first one, but I, was, I, was, I watched a little bit of it, and that nerd John Wayne was trying to have a conversation. It was hilarious because uh, before the stream started, you could hear somebody, I guess, from the Caspi Art Department or something was like, hey, ask him this. Look at the list of questions to try to keep the conversation going. The questions were so dull and boring, and he asked like three questions in the first period, and that was it for the entire stream. Who, John Wayne? Yeah, that nerd John Wayne that won't accept our face-off for our, our battle in goddamn NHL 20. He might have yeah. been letting them talk, though. Who knows? Baby it, bag bitch. He wasn't letting nobody talk. That's the thing. Like, he was supposed to, I guess, ask Ovi and Gretzky questions to kind of keep the conversation lucid and flowing the whole time, and they were just they were tough questions to ask. KP, I guess last thing we could talk about here, also dealing with charity, is you sent it over. Ovechkin, uh, you couldn't, I guess, spend quarantine betting on a private one-timer lesson yeah it was for the all-in challenge ovi raised like thirty-eight thousand dollars for coronavirus charities and it you whoever won it got a uh, one-on-one private lesson with ovi whenever it happens i mean that's just fucking unreal yeah so it looks like a two-day thing it's a 30-minute one-timer lesson from his office after practice and then the next day you get four tickets to a caps game uh, an autograph game use stick autograph game use gloves post-game locker room access and two-night hotel stay so it ended up with 29 bids. Experience one was $38,000. Yeah, there you go. 38K to learn one-timers from Ovi, get four tickets and some memorabilia. Do you think this is an older guy doing it for himself or is it an older guy doing it for his kid or somebody doing it for his kid? I guess we'll have to wait and see when the season right. comes back. But, I mean, think about it this way. You spend 38K and after that game you get an auctioned-off gloves and an auctioned-off stick. How much do you think that's worth in a couple of years? Hey. Hey, <laughs> you business never know. Deal. Business you deal. never know. You got to think business first. Uh, so with that being said, you guys got anything else? Or should we go to PFT? Yeah, I guess. Well, I was going to say huge comeback for the boys on NHL. Okay, staying on video games. Back to yeah. John Wayne. Uh, we, I said we were. Your 0-2 series hole. We were down 2 nothing to Carolina. Three huge, huge wins. I'm just absolutely destroying them now. I think it was 7-3, 6-3, and a 4-1 win. So... We're rolling right now. We swept the first series. Uh, we're up 3-2 in this series. Games tomorrow night. Uh, so should finish off the series. Have a little bit of a rest going into the Eastern Conference Finals against the Florida Panthers. who have already Oh, damn. Florida Panthers have already won in five games. Damn. Um, have we worked on getting you a Twitch yet? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's got to be producer Brando, even though he doesn't produce this anymore. Producer Brando. <laughs> We're going to yeah. need your help. Send it up on Twitch. <laughs> uh, with that being said, guys, let's kick it over the long awaited, the highly anticipated PFT commentator. All right, guys, we're now welcome on uh, an awesome guest here, Mr. 35, the King of Grit, assistant to the great and powerful Leroy that we just got to meet. Uh, Co host of the number one sports podcast, Pardon My Take, Mr. PFT commentator. Dude, what's up? Hey guys, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, all things considered. Looking forward to talking a little hockey here, uh, even though there hasn't been what it's been like two months since the last game. It's been about two months, so we'll let's let's just yeah. kick it off right there. I mean, what were your thoughts so far on the season with the team? I mean, we made that trade for Dilly, got Kovalchuk, only got like four games out of him, but yeah, uh, Kovalchuk was promising. So he's one of those guys that like you know everybody will always remember for that crazy contract that he signed. And uh, he seems to be a good player still. I went, I saw them play at uh, MSG. This is back in March at some point, like right before they, they canceled the season. Oh, that's um, a game. Yeah, yeah, that was unreal. I've never seen a player dominate a game like that before, but at least got some overtime in there. Um, yeah. I was feeling pretty good about it. I, I felt like the team was on 
a good trajectory. I've always been a little gun shy whenever the caps come out of the gate too strong and whenever they just dominate and wreck everybody's shit for the entire season, because as you guys have seen over the years, you know, uh, although many would say winning the president's cup is more important than winning a Stanley cup <laughs> and banners fly forever. Banners do fly forever, baby. Uh, you know, it, it sometimes there's something to be said about just getting right, getting hot at the, uh, at the right time. So I think we were on the path to do that. You know, I, I said about six months ago that, I feel like this is going to be some even year bullshit for the Caps. Like how the, the Giants, they win every even year, uh, or at least they did. They win mm-hmm. the World Series every every even year for six years in a row. So um, maybe that's the spin zone that I'm looking to right now. But I was looking forward to playoff hockey most of all. Well, here you go, spin zone. If we do get this playoff, say they start July 1st, and the Caps have been fucking sitting around for two, two and a half months, three months. We came into the season, like you just said, just kind of hot as hell, just – Rip, what did we start, like 25, 6, and 3 or something? I mean, we sucked towards the end of the season there. We come into these playoffs after a three-month break. That might be like the start of a new season right there, baby, and we start ripping it off. It would be great. It would be great to see. I mean, playoff hockey is just such – like, it's such an adrenaline rush. You don't have to do drugs if you're watching playoff <laughs> hockey because it is it, – it's crazy shit. So, I, I'm hoping that the playoffs do come back. You know, July 1st will be great. Love to see the Caps make some noise, at least, you know, at least – bring my cardio rate up a little bit for for a few nights in there but um yeah i'm i'm hopeful i can't imagine living in a world where there's no playoff hockey no playoff basketball or just anything at all in terms of sports so kind of taking it back a bit i mean what you remember kind of your first memory going to caps games when you first started getting in the team because i mean you're from what virginia virginia area or yeah yeah from northern virginia so i i would go to caps games you know i went to the old u.s air arena a few times so uh, I've been going since I was probably six or seven years old. I remember seeing a lot of playoff heartbreak. I remember having to rush to the Metro to take it back um, because they would close it down at like 10 still o'clock do. at night. Yeah, yeah still do. And I'd, I'd have to like leave the third period of playoff games early. There was one time when I left too late, I got stuck in the city and I missed some sort of recital that my nephew or, or cousin had. I forget, but uh, I've been going to, Caps game since I was probably seven years old and there's been a lot of heartbreak that went along with that but also a lot of pretty good times like I, I remember back um, I can see you you've got the old Caps uh, logo right behind you there yeah, this is the uh, this is the custom chirping jersey like I said we'll send you one of these and there's, there's some pretty slide jerseys it's so funny because I remember when they changed that logo I was like oh this logo kicks ass and then mm-hmm. after about eight years I was like this is the worst logo in all sports yeah. and then I think starting catch, man yeah. Then like two years ago, when I saw somebody rock that our cameraman, Ben Fredette, wore one of those at the, uh, the Lightning Game 7 game, I was like, holy shit, that, that's awesome. You got the throwback? That's cool as hell. So it's like swinging back, even though I know in the back of my head, it's probably the worst logo in all sports. Yeah, it feels like it's like every single jersey. Like those, now that we're seeing like this in the last dance for like all of the 90s NBA jerseys, they used to be ugly as shit. Now it's just like, dude, these jerseys are so sweet. Yeah, exactly. Um, Except the the Wizards redesign. The Wizards logo is just always going to be shit. Yeah. Well, unless we go back to Bullets, but it's problematic, but we could. Right. I actually do like the Wizards jerseys that look like the Bullets jerseys. That's the thing. I just don't like anything that has the uh, the Wizard anywhere on it. That's true. That Wizard's <laughs> fucking gross. Uh, AB, you got some hot takes. Right. Yeah, so uh, you are the king of hot takes. Um, I've been sitting on a couple here. Um, so everyone – that's not a Cavs fan. Basically, we'll always say Ovi never passes the puck. All he does is shoot the puck. My hot take is he passes too much. 
Um, do you think Ovi passes the puck too much? I mean, he's the greatest goal scorer on earth. Why is he passing the puck at all? He's just, he should just be shooting whenever he touches the puck in the offensive zone. I actually agree with that entirely. Like, I think that's, I don't think that he should even go back on defense at all. I think that he should just, he should stay, they should turn offsides off like it's NHL 94 and he should just set up in his office and wait for the puck. No, I, I, that is a hot take, but you know, there's some truth to it where he's the best goal scorer ever. So why not? I actually, I've been camping out on this take for a while. uh, And now I see other people are catching up to it. I think Ovechkin is a better hockey player all around than Wayne Gretzky. And, uh, if you look at the goalies that Wayne played against and then the goalies that I don't think it was, I don't think you were allowed to like put your knee on the ice as a goalie back in the eighties. Yeah, no, I don't even sure. think they wore pads. I don't, they probably didn't even have skates on. They had like a twig in one hand and the catcher's mitt in the other. And uh, for some reason, you know, Wayne Gretzky was able to score. I, don't, I forget how many, um, how many assists and goals combined he has. But uh, it would probably be a quarter of that if he had to play against 2000s and 2010s goalies. I would agree. Ov could probably take a slap shot from his own defensive end. And from fucking, on. yeah, center ice and just – they're yeah. either on their also, skates or they two-pad stack and they're immediately on their ass. Right. Also, Ov could beat the fuck out of Wayne Gretzky. Oh, he's like – It wouldn't be close. Like, too, Wayne Gretzky yeah. is the only hockey player I've ever seen play in a turtleneck. And Alexander <laughs> Ovechkin would pull that shit over his face and just beat him until the sun don't shine. You do yeah, I mean, Wayne Gretzky's greatest hits, and you won't find any. Right. I mean, I got in this, this discussion in a in a bar in Arizona. Got in a fight with a guy wearing a Wayne Gretzky jersey. Went out there for the Yotes and Caps. But I'll bring it back to the bars in DC. PFT. That's a, that's that's a smart move on your part, but that's also a little bit of a bullshit move. If you see the guy who's wearing the Wayne Gretzky jersey, you know that you can probably beat that guy up. You're not going to fight the guy. You're not going to fight the guy in a Paul Bissonnet jersey. Sure. No, nah, walk away. Uh, you just try to read him something and you're good. Yeah, just <laughs> knock him out with words. <laughs> All right, so I want to want to ask you, what's your um, Mount Rushmore of pregame and postgame bars in D.C. to go to if you're headed to a Caps game? That's a good question. So, I mean, you're kind of limited. and I haven't been to too many Caps games in the last few years. I've been to – Let's see. Um, Rocket Bar. I love Rocket yep. Bar. That, that's, the problem that, with that is, is black, you black out. <laughs> Sure, and it's also it's also really dark down there. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. if you say that you black out, that's that sounds like it's a personal. Issue. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can that's always just game not the game. Uh, so there's Rocket Bar, there's Clyde's right next door. Um, those are really the two that I go to. I try. I don't really bar hop that much before mm-hmm. games. I go to like one or two, set up shop there for a while, and then go in and then you know find your way to the the Green Turtle or whatever afterwards. But yeah, actually there, there have been a few yeah. games. Yeah, RIP. Um, I've I've done a couple nights where I double dip at Rocket Bar. I start at Rocket Bar, go to the game, leave, end up at Rocket Bar again. Uh, so yeah, I, I I don't know even know if I can fill out a fourth Four. spot on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I think <laughs> yes. I, I've just got those. Yeah, because I shut down Bar Louie, but Bar Louie was garbage. Green Turtle, RIP. I remember Rocket Bar most of the yeah the, the, the year we went to the Cup, a handful of us went there, but you had to get there like fucking 3 p.m. because it was like Tampa game six I think it was we got there at night at 3 p.m. and obviously didn't leave till the game was over that was like 12 and I was like Shuh. Close yeah the, the nice part about Rocket Bar was uh if you go inside you don't really have to have a bouncer that's checking to make sure that you're too drunk because they've got that flight of stairs that True. goes down at like a 70 degree <laughs> angle so right it's like natural selection if you can't make it down to the basement then uh you you don't deserve to be inside yeah i was going to mention that earlier those those steps can get you at the end of the night too i mean trying to get out of that place is like oh here we go 
It's like oh, fucking chick, chicks have definitely found fell down those stairs in high heels or something like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, is there a more Bud Light drinkability bar in America than Rocket Bar? I feel like everybody <laughs> just goes in there and they're, they're just like, "Give me fifty Bud Lights." Yep. <laughs> and I get two more buckets after two more buckets after two more buckets. It just keeps going. So yeah, and then you get a pint, you get a draft Bud Light too to kind of balance you out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. a tequila soda to put you over the edge. Uh, AB, go ahead, man. I think yeah, got a couple um, more. I was going to say, more hot takes over here. Um, this actually kind of came from the idea of uh, one of your good friends, Ryan Whitney. He's mentioned it on Spitting Chicklets a couple of times, how valuable Tom Wilson is because there's, there's not many people, not many players in the league like him. He's an enforcer, and he can score goals at the same time. He kind of does it all. Should he be recognized as one of the most valuable players in the league? I think Tom Wilson is turned into too much of a pretty boy recently. That's my hot take. Ooh. I think I think his, he's uh, skating too well. He's passing too well. Uh, he's uh, he's not fighting as much as he used to. Yeah, so, it hasn't been suspended um, yet. Come on, That's man. True. What's up with that? <laughs> well, my, my take on that was he's always just been clumsy. Like all his all the yeah, borderline skate. hits. Yeah, he can't skate. He's just, you know, he's like a baby deer out on the ice trying to walk for the first time. So yeah. you can't really hold that against him. But, um, yeah, Tom Wilson getting to be a little bit too much of a pretty boy for you. But still, I'd, I'd much rather have him on my team than play against him. Yeah. And then last one is um, we have a lot of Russians on the team, obviously. I mean, it's basically – We don't have the most, I think. We definitely – we have team. to have them. Boston, St. Louis, yeah. I mean, we – and we trade for Kovalchuk. I mean – and it, it started all back in like 2008, 2009. We had, we had Semin, we had Fedorov, we had Viktor Kazov. I mean, we've always had Russians. Do you think Putin has pretty infiltrated America through the organization of the Washington Capitals? One step further, is there a member of the KGB in the Washington Capitals organization? Uh, the answer to your first question uh, has Putin infiltrated? Yes, there is Russian interference. I saw some of those bullshit calls that the refs made in playoffs last year against the Hurricanes. Yep. There was some Russian interference going on there. Also, I think that uh, Alexander Veshkin is probably working for GRU or KGB or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. He made a commercial on SportsCenter about 10 years ago where he dropped him and Varley, yeah. SPN. Yeah, you remember that? Uh -huh. that him and Varley. Oh, yeah. They dropped to the ceiling and then they like laugh it off and they pretend that they're not spies. That's the definition of hiding in plain sight. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the way that he's gone gray over the last five years, you don't go that gray unless you're getting some sort of intelligence briefing every single day. Like, look at Obama. Look at what happened to Bush when he was in office. Look at what happened to Clinton when he was in office. You age if you're seeing all the real shit that's out there that's putting countries in danger. I think he's getting those intelligence briefings, and that's what's turning him into a silver fox. Yeah, I've never seen a 35-year-old with so much gray hair. I got to be honest. It's kind of I mean, sick, though. It like is tight. It, it's, it's like that's the difference between Russians and Americans, I think, is he parties harder than anybody, any 25-year-old <laughs> that I've ever known. His right. body stays in perfect shape, just like all the toxins only go to his hair. That's it. That's, that's the only part of his body that's affected by it. I mean, he's got to be the greatest athlete in the world, considering he crosses all the sauces. And Dr. Pepper on the bench, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Pepper and Cokes on the during games on the bench. I mean, that's insane. Like how athletes aren't supposed to do that. Yeah. You can make the argument that Alexander Veskin is the greatest athlete in the history of sport. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, kind of American Pharaoh number one. I forgot about that. True. American yeah, you can't forget to that. <laughs> so kind of going back, you mentioned kind of the thrill, the adrenaline in a playoff game. I mean, game five, you talked about a little bit on PMT. Uh 
go game five, Vegas, win the game after party. You kind of sneak in, had your shorts on. And then next thing you know, Orlov's giving you kind of a what the fuck look while you're drinking out of a cup. Kind of go into more, a little more about that night. Yeah, that was, that was one of those nights where I had to kind of pinch myself. Like, is this, is this really happening? Where I thought that maybe I died four years ago. And this is just, you know, what, where your brain goes after you pass away. Because I never would have thought, number one, that the Washington Capitals would win a Stanley Cup. Number no. two, it happens in Las Vegas. What? Number three, I get to I get to drink out of the cup after the game, wearing the jinko like the jinko equivalent of khakis that I can't even fit around my waist. Uh, so that night after the game was over, um, went back, recorded part of my take, at least the intro for about a half hour. Um, a friend of a friend was with the team, and they introduced me to some of the players on the team. They uh, it was like T.J. Oshie, Dmitry Orlov, and. Uh, I believe Simon was there and Lars Eller. And so we go to Hakistan, which is this club. I think it's at the MGM and I don't get in cause I'm wearing shorts. And yeah. I was like on the way over, I was like, I don't think they're going to let me in this door because I'm wearing shorts. And it's a really nice nightclub. And they're like, Oh, don't worry about it. You're with the team. And so we get up there and the bouncer's like, no, nobody can get in if they're not wearing shorts. It, I don't care if, if you just won the Stanley cup, you're not getting in. So I go and I buy those shorts I almost run into Ovi while I'm running through the casino to buy these pants at the, uh, at the gift shop. He's walking around the corner, carrying the cup, singing. So I don't know what he's, he's singing. Like <laughs> we are champion. We are champion. And everyone is like backpedaling, taking pictures of him. These two girls just totally eat shit as they're trying to like videotape him walking through the casino. They fall, hit their head on a slot machine. Nobody cares. They keep walking. Um, I go, I buy these pants, I get in and I, I'm hanging out with some of the people there. And the cup is kind of on the other side of the room. And I've looked very out of place. I don't look like a hockey player. I don't look like an athlete. I look like a weirdo in these pants. <laughs> and a security guard comes over and he taps me on my shoulder. and He's got this flashlight that he shines in my face. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting kicked out. Even though, like, I, that's, that's where my brain goes whenever somebody yeah. taps me on my shoulder. Yeah. Even if I'm supposed to be there, I'm like, oh, God damn it, I'm getting kicked out. <laughs> uh, and he was like, come here, see that guy over there. And he points to another security guard with a flashlight. He's like, go to that guy. And so that happens about three more times where one security guard just like points the way to a different security guard. Eventually I get put in the same booth as the Stanley cup. And I, to this day have no idea who called me over there. It was like, it was me, DSP, uh, or love. Yeah. All legends. Um, and I'm trying to remember who else was there. There were like 20 girls that I don't never got their names and they, uh, they didn't ask for mine and uh, they just point me to the cup. And I feel like it was, I feel like it was DSP that poured like a pitcher of beer into the Stanley cup to top it off. And he was like, here you go, man. And I took a sip and it was the most incredible experience. And then I started walking away and I don't know, I think exactly Leonsis was there. Um, but he said that he wasn't the one that called me over to this day. I don't know who got me over to, uh, to the Stanley cup, but it was just a crazy, crazy experience. And um, I'm so glad I got a picture of it too. Cause I didn't even play yeah. that. I was just going to drink out of the cup and then nobody was going to believe me that I got to well, somebody it, snagged but, uh, that pick. Yeah. Was it like somebody got it of like blacking out from pure excitement basically? Yeah. I mean, well, it, it would like, yeah, from pure excitement and also just alcohol. Yeah. Oh, yeah that, that helps <laughs> just walking around in a daze. Yeah. And uh, then I, I stayed there for like another couple hours and, and just partied and made it back. 
to the hotel room and I couldn't fall asleep because I was too excited about what just happened. So at that point, it was about 5 a.m. I go down and I played roulette for another seven hours until it was time for my, uh, my flight. So it was money? an amazing experience. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think so. If I did win money, I definitely spent all of it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, usually, right? you do remember if you if you win money. Yeah, it's when Sometimes. you don't. Yeah. Win. Like, I don't know. I lost a lot. I might have won a bunch of money and then just accidentally tipped the cocktail waitresses like twenty bucks in chips every time that they came by. I don't know. I. I <laughs> They're all the same it's color. Not that that I was, it's not even that I was that drunk. It was just like. I was just so filled with joy and excitement because yeah, as you guys can relate yeah. as DC sports fans up until that point, we had, there was nothing that we ever got to celebrate ever. I'm thinking right. back from 1991. The only times I can remember being ecstatic about being a DC sports fan. Uh, when we, when Strasburg made his first start, that was yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when we got to the playoffs under Joe Gibbs and we beat, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, okay, we're good going into next year. We're going to be awesome. Uh, and that's about it. I mean, that first RG3 playoff game. Oh, I was yeah, at that yeah, RG3 playoff game. I the thought we were one, going yeah. to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I was at RG3's first game in New Orleans. And um, I, I definitely felt the excitement in there. I was like, okay, I am falling in love with football again. And this guy, I remember I turned to my friend at the, at the time. I was like, we found our quarterback for the next 15 years. Yeah. So yeah. I remember being like 15 rows up at that Seahawks game when Bruce Irving just took his fucking knee. I was like, well, see ya. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't had a lot to root for until the last couple of years. So I was just, I was so excited at that point that I didn't know what to do with myself. So I just couldn't go to sleep. Well, we got on to the topic of the Reds, the R words here, my bad. Um, Do you think uh, with this new, like kind of regrouping, is it the R words year soon? I think so. I like Ron Rivera. I like Riverboat Ron. I like Jack Del Rio. Um, the big wild card is obviously Dan Snyder. We've, we've heard this story before. Like Dan is going hands off and letting football people make football decisions. They love saying that. You can reprint that article every like five years. Um, but now this time he's finally learned his lesson, he says. So uh, uh, I'm yeah, excited. Okay. Do we believe that or? No, I don't. But I tell you have to tell yourself that. Like, you, if you're looking forward to one new thing about this new regime, it's like Dan Snyder's not doing anything anymore. So he already said that. Uh, right. So I choose to believe him, even though it's probably not true. I was secretly hoping for Tua in the draft, but that's just because I'm dumb and I like having a new quarterback. It's cool. True. Like when you're like, if you can okay, do that every year. Something. It'd be ideal. Yeah, a- absolutely. But Chase Young is, you know, he's going to be a monster, and he, he's a good draft pick. Don't get me wrong. I was just rooting for a left-handed quarterback because that way you don't have to spend money at the left tackle position. I thought that I, I like mentally yeah. hacked the draft <laughs> and I was like, all these teams are paying so much money in premiums for left tackles. If you get a left-handed quarterback, you can pay a right tackle, tackle a little yep. bit less money. Yep. It's true. I mean, I mean, that's a good solid <clears throat> spin zone and a good way to save salary cap. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think you broke something down there, but my next question would be, um, so we know you love the fullbacks. Fullbacks is pretty much the best position in football. Um, right. But since we're a hockey podcast, what type of hockey player do you think is most like the fullback? Like, would you think like a, a forward, like a hard-hitting forward, like Tom Wilson or a stay-at-home defenseman? Uh, again, what do you think is the fullback position in hockey? I can give you a name. All right. Ty Domi. Ty Domi yeah. is, 
he is the official fullback of the NHL. They okay. they should make Ty Domi the logo for the NHL. I think uh, he was my favorite player to watch growing up. He was like a, a little wrecking ball. He was like Maurice Jones Drew on skates. Um, he was he was so fun to watch. He would fight against Donald Brashear all the time. Um, I remember at one point a fan fell into the penalty box and Domi just beat the shit oh, out of him. And, yeah. and then, yeah. Like he was he was smiling. You'd never seen so, somebody so happy to get into a fight as as Ty Domi <laughs> was at that point. Uh, yeah, it's not Mike Green. Mike Green would be the antithesis of a fullback. Right. It's a big word, but I think he's like a cornerback. I would say he's right. a, Mike Green is a cornerback that gets an unnecessary celebration penalty after the quarterback overthrows a receiver by ten yards when he was wide open. Josh yeah. Norman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, so you said Ty Domi is the fullback, but what about current players? Is there a fullback of the NHL currently? Hmm. I hadn't given that much thought. Uh, current fullback in the NHL. I mean, you can make the argument that that Tom Wilson, but he, again, he scores too much. He's too much. Yeah, he scores too much. Right now. And um, I mean, fullbacks are. I mean, I was kind of thinking like almost like a Brooks Orpic or like. I mean, well, he's not actually. He's not in the NHL anymore either. So I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Right. Yeah. So that that's kind of where my brain went too with Brooks Orpic because he was not a fast man. <laughs> he, was, right. he was so funny it was so funny to watch him skate because you're like this guy is a professional hockey player but he kind of always found himself in the right place at the right time he was good at doing some dirty stuff and get, getting away with it you know knowing where that line was so yeah Brooks Orpik Jay Beagle yes yeah, yeah Jay I'd Beagle. say Jay Beagle Jay Beagle's Jay my Beagle. answer let's do it I miss yeah. him miss him a lot <laughs> all right I got one here for you a few years back I read an article um, on Rush Machine Never Breaks about you Kind of having they're they're kind of questioning your fandom with the Capitals and asking if the fans think that you jinxed the Capitals or cursed the Capitals in 2017. Uh, the Stanley Cup visited, I think, the Barstool office, and you might have might have might have not stuck a sticker on there. Is there anything you'd like to say to the haters of that article and the comment section? Uh, I didn't read the comment section, but I respect their rights as internet commenters to voice their opinions. <laughs> that's that's what I'm out here fighting like for. That? I think, yeah, isn't, isn't that what Patrick Henry said? Like, I may disagree with what you comment, but I respect your right to give it a thumbs up, something like exactly. that. So I think, um, you know, they, they can say what they want. I might have jinxed them, but I was also trying to send a message that I don't believe in. You can't jinx Washington sports any more than it had been no. jinxed already. No. Like, that, if anything, I was putting the jinx, the jinx in double jeopardy yeah. by jinxing it so hard. Like, like there's, we're not going to. Yeah, exactly. It's a double jinx. So it ended up working out a year later than I would have liked it to. But um, no, I mean, I, they, they can question my fandom. And I'll be honest, I'm not like a hockey expert. I, I don't watch every single game. I watch as many as I can. Uh, but I, uh, I've, I grew up rooting for the Wizards and the Capitals and the Redskins. And, and, you know, I've been going to games since I was a little kid. So if that doesn't make me a fan, then I don't know what. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. are the curse is over for the Capitals. You think I they're think done? I, I think as a city as a whole, they should be. Hopefully. Yeah, it's Titletown. You got yeah. you got the Mystics. You got uh who who's the tennis team that everyone that, always talks about? Uh the, the is it the Spirit? No the Castles, maybe? Well the, castles, the, Val, the Valor one in sixteen, seventeen, something like that. That's, yeah. You got the Valor, the Castles, the Mystics, the Nationals, and the Caps. So it's Titletown in DC yeah. right now. Some I think say, if, if, you, if you want in what? I said I was gonna say some say the defenders were well on their way to one, but well, they did. They won the XFL East. 
True. Valid. And Confirmed. they would have played in the, in the, in the Super Bowl or whatever the XFL. So um, I think that, I think you have to wait another like 10 years after your last title for a new jinx to start over. Cause if, if, the Capitals just start losing heartbreaking games in the playoffs again. You could make an argument that this jinx is an extension of the old jinx and 2018 was just an aberration. But um, yeah, listen, I I have no problem in taking jinxes on head on. So if there's a new jinx that rolls around, I'll take that one out too. I don't give a shit. Well, thank you for your service. No problem. Yeah. So if you had to think of maybe one or two caps that either from, earlier years when you first started watching or the, these past recent years that just couldn't get the job done. Any caps that you think you would have liked to seen raise that cup in 2018? Uh, Bonsai. Bonsai. Yeah. Yeah. He would be great. Um, Jim Carrey. Oli, actually Oli the goal. Oli, yeah. Olaf Kolzig would have been great to see him. He, he gave a lot to the city. Uh, there was, let's see, we wasn't Barube. Barube was on the caps at the same time as, uh, Chris Simon. We had two yeah. First Nations players yep. at the same time playing together. Uh, I think on the same line even. That would have been cool to see them win together. Uh, yeah, those those are the big ones for me. Yeah, we asked I Joe B the other night. He said like Joe Ward, Bookslay, kind of kind of recent guys, Chimmer, stuff like that. Yeah, that like Joe Ward would have been cool. Yeah, that yeah. like 2010 to 2014, like all those guys he mentioned, like Troy Brower mm-hmm. and all that. But I was more thinking like yeah, Brooks like uh almost even peter bondra i mean i loved bondra growing up i mean would have been nice to see him and then you nailed Oli. i mean those are the guys yeah. that i was looking for bondra bondra is the one guy that that would come to mind because he you know he got the franchise through some shitty shitty years back in the 90s yeah. and some, yeah. some heartbreak so yeah. i would like to see him and and maybe even semen just because semen was on so many of those teams that were dominant yeah uh, yeah and things kind of fell apart there at the end, but uh, he he put a lot of work into the franchise too. For sure. So speaking Joe of, told us, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna no, say, so speaking of shitty stuff, yesterday that uh, Simon was a <laughs> better player, talented than Alex Ovechkin, yeah. which was which is pretty cool to hear. That from his that, standpoint, he he thought Simon was better talented than Ovechkin, even though their careers were totally different. That's that is a wild take. That take is so crazy. I I can't help but respect it. They said more talented. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we were speaking of shit. Um, we're not desperate times. Don't really call for desperate measures as they did when you inhaled the horse shit. But I mean, if somebody were to uh-huh. tell you that the NHL would come back this year, 100% and the caps would win that Stanley cup, but you had to eat the shit again. Would you go for it? Hypothetically, if somebody were to ask Hypothetically, me that, yeah. I would say yes. Hypothetically. I, let it be known that I'm not tying myself down to an answer by saying it right here, but hypothetically, I would say something like that. If that question were to be posed. All right. Um, if Dan Snyder owned the Washington Capitals, how would that franchise look? And would the game day experience be worse than FedEx Field is now? That's a good question. Um, the ice would be a lot shittier. We'd have the worst ice in the league by far. <laughs> um, he probably he probably just wouldn't even like switch out some of the hardwood floors when they change yeah. it from Wizards games. <laughs> just like leave it, just half half wood out there. Um, the game day experience would be a lot worse. I don't think that. Uh, there, he'd have to install some cement pillars so that he could True. make people sit behind them. That's a big thing that he has. He loves that. Uh, the he'd probably have to move the team to like Annapolis, like get it <laughs> way outside the Beltway, far away from any train. Uh, 
Um, and so they play in Annapolis and then they do training camp and have their practice facility in like Great Falls. On the Eastern Shore. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they move yeah, them back go. to Piney Orchard where they used to practice. There you go. We're going to practice in, in Chincoteague uh, this summer. <laughs> and uh, then we're going to have our games up in Annapolis. Just up, was it route, route five or whatever? Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. All right, so building off Kyle's question. Actually, we already said uh, – we already mentioned the R words a little bit, Dan Snyder. Uh, I guess it leads back to my question before. Are they cursed still because Dan Snyder is still around? Yeah. And kind of how yeah. long do you think until we're back in that prime skins era? See, I love throwing out the, the term curse. I'm a big believer in curses. But at some point you have to wonder where the line kind of blurs between – a curse and just really shitty overall management and personalities. And I think that Dan Snyder is more in that like Dan Snyder would kill somebody if it was an, to just to prove that it was a curse on the franchise and not his own incompetence. Yeah. But if you look at anything that he's done in the past, he's, you know, uh, Johnny rockets, burgers, six flags went bankrupt underneath him. I think he like got fined $50 million for defrauding people by switching their long distant service over if Dan Snyder isn't able to commit fraud then he's not able to actually get a winning product so he hasn't been able to figure out a way to defraud the NFL yet and until he does I don't think that there's going to be any chance of the Redskins putting together like long-term success I'm still hopeful mind you that in this next like four-year window maybe we'll get to the playoffs twice maybe we'll get to an NFC championship game uh, but then after four years I get the feeling like Ron Rivera you know it's it, Snyder's act is going to wear thin eventually on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Switching to the XFL, got two questions here for you. If you got into a game and got a chance to kick a 35-yard field goal, would you definitely make it? And then my second question is, if the XFL season went for the full season, do you think the fans of the D.C. defenders could have got a cup snake entirely around the whole stadium? Uh, the answer to the first question is yes, I, I could absolutely make it. I've extended my range to 46 yards right now, okay. um, which is kind of a show off move actually. Now that yeah. I think about it, it's like Tom Wilson scoring too many goals. Um, I might need to just dial it back in and focus on 35. I, I'm probably like 92% from 35 yards. I would say, okay. um, granted I haven't kicked in a game in 18 years, but that's fine. That's here nor there. Uh, the second question was about the cup snake. Yeah, I think it could have gotten – it was starting to build momentum. Like yeah, the Cup Snake right. was becoming a thing. It was, it was becoming a tradition at uh, Audi Field. So I think by like week six or seven, you probably could have gotten all the way around the stadium. And I don't know if I've reported this anymore, but um, I was actually going to be called up. Week nine, right? Called up Ooh, or whatever it was. Rivalry week against the Guardians here in New York. They were going to bring me on the team, and I was going to at the very least get a kickoff and probably get an attempt at a field goal because we would have been beating the Guardians by like 40 points again. So I probably would have gotten a garbage time attempt. And um, unfortunately, due to this fucking bat virus, uh, I'm not able to do that. Hypothetically speaking, again, um, if you get in that game, you make a field goal, and the defenders go on, win the fucking championship, do you get a ring? I think I should get a ring anyways because we did win – we did the win the work. XFL East. Yeah, I was I was on the roster for a day in training camp. So yeah, I think I, I think I can make a claim to that. I mean, if you see baseball teams giving rings to players that you know retired two years before they won the World Series, I feel like I should get a consideration for. I'll make my own ring. That's probably what I'll do. <laughs> Don't hate that. I mean, 
we uh i mean they kind of made these cup snakes i mean they didn't make the cup snakes famous but they just kept it going since i think that where it started like wrigley wrigley but i mean was I just, big, I, cup snakes so, they've been ancient. around forever yeah yeah, yeah. cup snakes have been going on for a long long I, time they, usually right go ahead they they like confiscated the cup snakes and wrigley uh that, I, that's I what made that it happened. famous i think well, yeah so cups cup snakes were traditionally limited to um like one middle-aged dude who would show up on like commemorative cup day or whatever and then just go around the stadium afterwards and make his own cup snake and walk out of the stadium with like 50 of them over the shoulder that's a big time dad move uh but they became more of a thing i want to say in like the mid 2000s and yeah the cubs made it famous by banning cup snakes for some reason which only made people want to do it more right i mean uh, dc defenders like the the crowd started doing it all the time i said change the name to the dc cup snakes i mean that's kind of a badass name the cup snakes is a great name absolutely like the next time Vince McMahon does the XFL, they should be called the DC Cup Snakes for sure. And I think it would have gone all around the stadium. And that's actually what I really liked about the XFL is it didn't take itself super seriously. Right. I think, you know, the product on the field was entertaining. And, yeah, they didn't have – the players weren't as good, obviously, as NFL players. But it was, it was a fun brand of football, and they were obviously, like, having fun with it. So I'm actually upset that the XFL is gone. Yeah, interviewing players like mid-play, basically. Yeah. It's like, oh, he threw a pick. How'd that feel? Well, uh, so the big names made it cool, too. I mean, our quarterback was Cardell Jones. We had two Ohio State quarterbacks in D.C. It's like, fucking <laughs> Cardell Jones' asses playing QB in D.C. Yeah. with Dwayne Haskins, but on separate teams. They should have mic'd up the doctors, like the, the medical trainers, and sent them on the field and, and figured that shit out. Uh, yeah, there, there were a few things about the XFL. I think the NFL is probably going to steal this time. That's kind of what they do. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, RIP XFL. Press F in the chat for the XFL. F-F-F-F-F-F-F, yep. All right, so moving on to um, – we actually – we big fans of Grit Week, all of us are, obviously. Um, with this coronavirus going around, have you guys put any thought into Grit Week? Um, I mean, because usually you're, you guys are going to a certain location. I mean, if we're still in quarantine, like, do, do you guys have a plan of just – are you staying put in, like, the comfort of your own homes, or are you still going to try to travel somewhere? That's a good question. So Thank you. Grit Week has been a, a mainstay of part of my take for four years, ever since yep. we started. We like to get out on the road, hit the RV. Um, this year, we're not going to be able to do it. And even if we were able, even if like there were no travel restrictions or no you know, out in public restrictions, I don't think that NFL teams and college programs right. would, you know, they, they're valuing their time with their players right now, since there's not going to be a lot of it. So I don't think that they'd be as eager to just like open up the door and, and let us interview everybody. So um, we could do some sort of a Zoom grit week, but I feel like that that would just it takes be – It takes the grit out of it. Yeah. It takes it – takes, well, it also adds some grit to it. It's like real low budget. Maybe we could just True. straight up interview – you know, we could interview like equipment managers and stuff from, from various teams and keep it like – live real, in Vanny Woodhead. <laughs> yeah. Vanny Woodhead is still parked up in Yonkers right now. I don't think it runs, but um, that's probably just like a spark plug issue, and I'm not much of a, a, a gearhead. But I think that what we'll do is probably try to tie it into like the summer training camp tour that we've done over the right. last couple of years, and we'll see if we can uh, we can get in interview some people that way. But I I'm already like I'm pre missing Grit Week. Have, have things kind of gotten tougher for you guys, or maybe easier in a way, trying to like get, get content, do interviews, and just keeping the PMT flow going. Things have gotten, yeah, I don't want to say they've gotten tougher because right. we, 
we do have a lot of people that are, you know, they want to be guests on the show to promote whatever they're coming out with, but it's always tough, like interviewing somebody for the first time over zoom. And you don't necessarily like have the same, you're not able to make the same type of jokes to them or interact with them the same way as if they're face to face with you in the studio, right. because you lose a lot of that, like body language and all that stuff. Um, we've kind of, we've mitigated that a little bit by going into the studio on Tuesdays and Thursdays and recording from a safe distance with each other. Um, and I think we're the only people that the rest of us hang out with. So we're, we've, we're still kind of in our own quarantine circle. Right. When I go in, I play ping pong against Hank. It's like, yeah, Hank's been at home this whole time. I've been at home this whole time. So right. we're able to get some more face-to-face stuff, but it is, it's, it's more difficult. You can't do as much like spur of the moment stuff, obviously, if you're all in different houses. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of, don't you have a big ping pong match tonight against Hank? I do. Yeah, I'm taking him on at six o'clock tonight. And uh, what Hank isn't reporting, Hank controls the narrative because he controls, you know, the part of my take Twitter account. He controls all the gifts, all that stuff. Yep. I beat him on Tuesday night. I just beat the shit out of him in ping pong. Uh, I think three games in a row. And so he's not reporting that. But the smart money is on me tonight. Okay. So were you sandbagging him the first couple of uh, games? Or was yeah, I was, but then my paddle is broken. So now that <laughs> like I sandbagged myself into actually being bad at ping pong. Oh, uh, okay. I see. Yeah. Um, all right. So my last question here is, I guess, who's your current white whale for an interview? I mean, would it be like Aaron Rodgers or, uh, I mean, you did have Michael Jordan on for a phone through a phone call. Um, yeah. MJ, um, who would, who's your white whale? That's a good question. I think that we're going to go – I'm going to say Roger Goodell, even though I think Hank and Big Cat might disagree with me. I would love to interview Roger Goodell because no matter which way it went, it would be very entertaining for me to, like, make fun of Roger Goodell to his face and just kind of see how he takes that. And um, at the very least, I think that it would be funny. I don't know if we get a lot of good answers out of Roger Goodell because he is a robot. He, I don't think that he has human emotions. I think he's just like programmed by the owners for what to say. And he's very good at doing that. And if you paid me $40 million a year, I'd probably be the world's biggest dick bag for you if you wanted me to. So um, Aaron Rodgers would obviously be another good one. Um, yeah. I think at this point in his career, Aaron Rodgers is ready to like unload on the Packers. He probably wants to burn down the entire city of Lambeau or yeah, the entire city of Chicago Green Bear. Bay. That's what I was saying. I mean, if I was Aaron Rodgers, I would, I would try to get – signed by a team in the division just to pull a Brett Favre. Yeah. It's funny. Like his, career, <laughs> his career has been a lot more like Brett Favre's than, uh, than he would probably want you to believe with the exception of all the interceptions because Aaron Rodgers, when, when he thinks he's going to throw an interception, he just throws the ball out of bounds. He doesn't yeah. take those chances, but um, yeah. yeah, I think he'd be a really good one. I would love to interview Pete Carroll. I'd like to interview Belichick and I would like to interview um, I'd like to interview LeBron too. I think that'd be really that interesting. Be... He'll never in a million years would he ever do it because right. if you if you just Googled LeBron James Barstool Sports, I think the first two pages are just Dave <laughs> Dave's articles saying like just LeBron James him. should be thrown into a volcano. Like the LeBron pizza, James the is the worst was the father. Best. Yeah. Dave review. Oh, well, yeah. what about if you had? Would you do Dan Snyder? Ooh. Yeah, I would interview Dan Snyder. I would. That would be an interesting one because that's where you'd see like a little bit of Emotions. the years, 
the years of uh, of all the shit that he's put me through right come to the service and it might I might actually come across more mean than I would like to in that interview just because <laughs> he's he's hurt me so much over the years. Right. So some, say, some, of those, some of those names that you mentioned there, I feel like Big Cat wouldn't be able to like go through them. Like if you interviewed interviewed LeBron, he he would just get in a MJ versus LeBron debate to with LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time he he probably would but that would also be great that would, oh, that would be, be great like, that'd be very funny um i don't know lebron he is you know he's got some things that are pretty ridiculous about his personality but he's also a great basketball player mm-hmm. and i think that one thing about lebron is he uh he's very aware of the fact that people are always paying attention to everything that he says yep. and so he comes across as not being a genuine person a lot because he's already operating from a standpoint of, oh, if I tweet this out, I'm going to get this reaction from this person, that person, and that person. And I think that what we've been able to do at times on part of my take is like kind of cut through some of that bullshit and have a real conversation with people that you didn't think had real personalities. Right. right. And with LeBron James, the chance that that could happen with him, if that, if we were able to like talk to him on a person to person level, I think it could be a really, really good interview. But um, mm-hmm. again, I don't think that, in a million years, he would ever agree to it after just doing that Google search. Yeah. So, so we'll probably uh, file a restraining. Yeah, that's a good chance. Actually, if we go. <laughs> so, we'll wrap it up here with a couple quick ones. Um, we mentioned it before the show or before the interview here. Uh, Leroy officially retired from NHL scoops. Uh, what's next on his plate? Yeah, so he retired from the NFL. He's no longer breaking NFL news. And um, I was thinking that he would either be like a, a breaking news judge. I addressed that in part of my take where he could just kind of decide who broke which story based on if, you know, rap sheet beat Schefter by four seconds on Twitter to it or whatever, or he could just move on to another sport and piss off a whole different sports worth of insiders. So he could be an NFL or he could go from NFL to NCAA football. He could compete with John Rothstein. That would actually be, that would be funny to see John Rothstein get mad about a dog (laughs) because he would. And I like John, but he would, he would, absolutely get mad about Leroy and then we'd have to come up with all these new catchphrases for um so instead of this is March Leroy yeah. would say it is March right um, tougher than an in-law or tougher than a weekend at your in-laws for my Mountaineers you do something like yeah uh... yeah uh, VCU basketball more life-changing than uh, a weekend at John Rothstein's house <laughs> just directly address him I don't know what we'll have to think that through but Leroy We'll figure something out for him to do. I just think that he might be out of the breaking news game for a little bit because that's right. that's a cutthroat industry, man. And that really that is. last one was fucking. That was exactly. it right there. <laughs> that was the highest of highs. We also saw what happened to Stephen Shea this weekend when uh or, or during the NFL draft. I mean, he got one pick wrong because his source is wrong, and everyone started roasting him. So I mean, yeah. we don't want that to happen to Leroy. We don't. We want Leroy to retire with um, like his forty percent hit rate on breaking news stories intact. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's funny. You'll get burned by sources out there. There were a lot of people that would try to be like try to make a dog tweet out a fake news story, and you have to have your antennas up all the time and be like, okay, this guy is just trying to fake Leroy out, like trying to do the old tennis ball trick where you throw it to a dog and you hide it back. Leroy's too smart for that. Right. So, uh, yeah, if you had to pick one player in their prime between Biz or Wit to put on the Caps, which one would it be? Ooh, that's it. Or who would be more of a that's liability? A, that is yeah. that is tough. I'm gonna say RA. I, I would like to <laughs> there you go. put RA uh, up there playing the organ. Um, probably, 
Probably Biz. I think I'd probably want Biz on the team just because like he's he's more of a wild card where he could be out there chucking some nucks. Whitney, I don't know. Tape to tape Whitney, passes. Whitney is tape to tape guy, but I think it's you know what it is more from a physical standpoint. He does remind me too much of Mike Green. Physically, yeah. they yeah. are kind of like the same player. And I I was so I was the biggest Mike Green stand in the world. I would defend him. Uh huh. Um, and you know after like eight times in the playoffs where we got we happened to get beat by the hot goalie that's the one thing that it took me a while to figure this out but maybe if you always run into the goalie that's standing on their head maybe it's because you're just taking shots from you know the red line maybe that yeah, has something yeah. to do or just shooting and that was mike, yeah mike green that was his special he just like take a slap shot from 50 feet out um and so i liked him for a while but yeah whitney reminds him reminds me too much of mike green so i'm gonna go with biz on that one and so, the other thing is whitney he he likes Sidney Crosby too much. I mean, whenever we would play the Pens, he would just be like, "No, nah, I can't play this game." Yeah, like, I mean, he's just he's just always talking about how Sidney got his got him his money, which mm-hmm. fair enough he did, but you can't have that on the Caps. That's true. Yeah. Also, he's like Sidney Crosby right now is like a Manning in the NFL. You have to like kiss Sidney Crosby's ring if you want access to other superstars because Sid controls right. the narrative out there uh, league wide. So you have to be nice to him so you can get other interviews. Sure. So last one here. We appreciate your time, PFT. It's been it's been fucking great, man. But um, yeah, last one. So say we'll finish it with the Caps related one here. Uh, so say Caps PR. They give you a call tomorrow and like pick one guy, any guy from the team right now, and they'll come on, tell anything, they'll answer every question. Which guy are you picking? I think. I mean, Ovi would be. He'd be great. The language barrier might be an issue though. Yeah. So uh, probably Holpe. Because I'd want to ask him, yeah, I'd say, Hopi, explain to me how your neck beard can connect to your back. Like, <laughs> Hopi's body hair, it all connects. It's like he stepped into a fur suit. Like, there's not – you can trace a line around his body and not pick up your pen a single time and just connect the dots on, on all, his, uh, all his body hair. And as a guy that struggles growing facial hair, I'd want to know his secrets about that. For sure. So there it is. I was thinking, yeah, OV, TJ would be good. But uh, PFT, man, we appreciate it. Like we said, we appreciate you coming on. It's uh, great talking to you. We'll get you one of these jerseys out to you, a couple shirts. And um, next time you're in D.C., let us know when sports are back. And uh, we'll try to catch a Cavs game or something. I love it. Sounds good. I'll let you guys know when I'm in Tuttletown. Thanks again to PFT Commenter for hopping on the co-host of Barstool Sports. Pardon my take. Awesome fucking interview. He's a trip. And, uh, yeah, Kyle, favorite part from it? I mean, I don't think I have a favorite. He was he was good the whole time. It was electric. Uh, he always had good answers. And, I mean, he's just a cool guy to talk to and to get his perspective. I mean, I, I loved it all. It was great. Yeah, big, big, big fan of his listening to PMTAB. Thoughts on the interview? I mean, that was kind of a, that was kind of a cool one for us. Yeah, it was because, I mean, he's kind of the guy that – or not he himself, but part of my take is kind of like – the podcast that kind of got us get into this, basically. I feel like I, f- I feel like well, Barstool and part of my take and themselves together have just kind of been that inspiration for a lot of people like us who are just starting these little podcasts. Because I mean, everyone's fucking doing it now. But yeah, right. everyone says they want to do it, but don't put the wheels in motion. You gotta stick to it. And they are. He's kind of. He's one of the goats of the podcast industry. One of the first people we all listened to, probably. Right, one of the first persons we first people we've listened to. So it's, it was kind of cool. I mean, in that kind of perspective, he's almost like 
one of our like heroes and we got to like do it with him like have a podcast with yeah, him. yeah the cool thing was yeah we forgot we got on the first five minutes before we even started he's kind of giving us some tips and tricks and it's like yeah hit up everybody try to get them on and i was like yeah yeah and then the so like after we did it that day like it was kind of, i mean it was kind of just like yeah cool i mean that was fun and then like the next day when like Pardon My Take actually came out with their episode and I was listening to it and I was like just listening to him interview. I forget who they were interviewing that day, but that was when it kind of hit me. I was like, holy shit. Like I just shot the shit with PFT for like 45 minutes and I feel like like held my own. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's easy to talk to, man. He's down to earth, oh, yeah. dude. He's laid back. I mean, he's he's one of he's one of everybody. He's a people people. I was gonna say, I feel like uh, like we didn't like fold under the pressure of it. Like right. I feel like some people yeah. would might get like sh- like a little like gun shy about it, and I don't know. I thought we did well. Mm, yeah, for sure. So Joe B we'll and PFT, we'll leave that to the listeners, I guess. Yeah, Joe B and PFT back to back. We're working on some other really cool shit for you guys. Uh, quarantine's kind of helping us out in that fact that people don't got a lot of time, or people got have a lot of time on their hands, I should say. So we can hit them up and try to shoot shit with them. And yeah, we the bigger we get throughout this quarantine, when we come out of this, we can do more for you people uh when it comes to caps games and out and about on the streets so let's do this top 100 our perfect hockey player 100 points to build your perfect guy let's make some rules here nhl posted this a couple days back so on the 50 point line it's mcdavid speed ov shot uh caner's hand sid's creativity the 40 point line is headman's defense mccarr skating elias Pettersson's one-timer posture knock scoring touch and goes 30 20 10 with four more in each line Let's do this. Let's do a snake draft. Let's make sure we have to pick at least three players each because the ideal answer for 50 points each is McDavid Speed and Ovechkin shot is the perfect hockey player. Do not debate us because we all three think that is true and you're wrong. So, KP, why don't you start? And then you want to go AB, me, me, AB, KP? Wait, who's starting? Me? No, KP starts. So we have to pick at least three players. Okay, so one at a time. I'm just picking one, one at here. A time. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm going to have to go McDavid first off the board. McDavid speed, okay, AB. All right, we have to use three, right? Yeah. I am gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go with Nathan McKinnon's stick handling. Okay. So remember I mean, who you have and how many value. points. Yeah, there's good value there with that 30 points. I think Nathan McKinnon is on is like a top three player in the league right now. He's he's a beast. So yeah, I'm going with his uh, stick handling right there. Okay, I'll I'll go with. Let's see. I'll go Kane's, Patty, Patty Kane's hands, and then for my second, for 50 points, and then for my second one for 20 points, I'll go Jack Eichel's clutch gene. Uh, that was so that puts one. me up at 70. So I got Patty Kane's hand and Jack Eichel's clutch gene. Yeah, I like that. I was, I was stuck between Jack Eichel's clutch gene and Nathan McKinnon's stick handling on my first pick. AB, Damn, this is tough. I'm at 30 points right now. I guess I'll go with OV shot. Okay, Obi shot for 50, so that puts you up to 80. So, yeah, McK- McKinnon stick handling through. Obi's letting it rip. And, KP, what are you at? Let's see here. Well, with McDavid's speed, I'm going to need a shot, you know, coming down the wing. So, I'm going to go with Austin Matthews snapshot. That's a good That's one. That's a nice bad. quick release. You okay. know, you're not going to see it with that speed coming. Okay, so up to 74. Yes, you got McDavid speed, Matthews snapshot, and your third? Well, it's going to definitely have to be from this uh, 30 column. I already got a shot, so no Weber. I'm gonna have to go Leon Drysidle's vision. I mean, yeah. I already got the shot and the speed. I need, I need that vision. 
Yeah, I was, gonna, I was I was stuck between Ov shot and Drysaddle's vision just because of the thirty. And points the guys getting open up. all the time, and yeah, McDavid's already going to set him up. So combine those two, shit. Yep. So you got McDavid speed for fifty, sixty, seventy, because uh, you had Austin Matthew shot, and then who'd you get? Oh, McDavid Mc, or Drysaddle's vision for thirty. Yep. Boom. So there you go, McDavid speed, Matthew snapshot, and Drysaddle's vision. A B. Damn, this is tough. Because I only have 20 points left, <laughs> which doesn't leave me very many options here. I mean, Thomas Shabbat's endurance, Sean Kateria's face-off skills. Don't really care too much about that. You got to decide on what kind of player you want to be. Right. Um, I mean, Tyler Sagan's tattoos, that'd be mad tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. can it does, does it not come with Tyler Sagan's skills, too? Nope, just his tattoos. Man, that sucks. You just look tight. I mean, if – I feel like if you had OV shot, you're scoring like 50 goals a season, and you can stick handle. You have nasty hands like that. Uh huh. I, f- I feel like you either got to go with Carlson's flow or Sagan's tattoos. I don't really care about Thomas Shabbat's endurance or Shabbat's <laughs> faceoff skills. I got to be honest. I mean, you already got Ovechkin. The guy's got he's got Russian endurance. You're good. So he's built like a machine. I might just go. I mean, Sagan. Sagan pulls more than anyone in the NHL, so I got to go t- Tyler Sagan's tattoos. Okay, okay, okay. So I'll take – what do I have? Kane's hands, Michael's clutch gene. I kind of wish I would have switched mine up a little bit. I know. So I got 50, 60, 70. Let's go with – let's go with Pavelski's hand-eye coordination so I can get some tips and clutch gene. My second left, D-man puts it on. I can tip it in. How are you? The Caps win. Definitely build a career just on tipping pucks, getting in front of the net. Greasy goals, baby. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, especially you, Billman, you got Patty Kane's hands too. Yeah. Hand eye coordination with already sweet ass hands. I mean, because I kind of would have gone, I kind of would have gone Patty Kane's hands, Poshinok scoring touchdown, like Carlson's flow, just so I had that 10 points left over. Yeah. Or just I would have hit 100 points easy right there. Yeah. That could have that been a good one. I mean, my player's got some serious swag with Tyler Sagan's tattoos. Yeah, yeah, people people do forget that. I mean, he's ripping up the NHL for 50 goals a season. He's got, he's probably the throwing the best league. parties in the NHL too. Probably. I mean, remember when he was on Barstool Cribs? <laughs> Especially if he's down in Dallas. I mean, he's probably got all of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders over at his house, like a Playboy mansion, basically. Sheesh. All right. So that's, there's not much hockey news to talk about, as we know. So, KP, AB, we'll start with you, KP. What have you been watching to kind of uh, keep yourself busy? Maybe you can give some uh, ideas to the listeners who are looking for something new to watch. Uh yeah, watch that show OBX. Uh, it's pretty good right now. Pretty popular. Banks, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the the boat, the the life on the beach, the pogue life. It's kind of like <laughs> not real, uh, almost not real. Like something you would imagine with your boys back in the day. And it kind of reminded me of Rocket Power. How like that was like a a group of kids that like you watched, even though it was cartoons. So I mean, I think Netflix should pull out a a Rocket Power TV show like in real life. A rated R. Real life rocket power show. They're just yeah, on the beach, shit, like following some kids that make it through juniors or something. Beating up some shoobies, roller rollerblading around the boardwalk, just fucking yeah. Playing some some shit. L.A. roller hockey, street hockey, you know. Uncle Tito, Uncle Tito down on the beach waxing up surfboards and shit. But yeah, make it make it some <laughs> R-rated bullshit and just have so, going around and getting it. Here's a here's a question for you: Who would you have as an actor in there? Ooh, Justin Bieber. If he did, see if, if he, he can did, act. You know, he can play hockey. He's got skills. He he doesn't have. He doesn't act though. But if he could, I mean, just think about how many like people would watch that. 
you could have him as a cameo for sure like have him in for like a couple episodes or something come in for like a league game or something yeah he can't he couldn't lead it (laughs) like i don't know hmm that's no, I, yeah, I mean, valid point. I, I don't know who – I mean, Kyle's got to be a Canadian about, there. Yeah, so, I mean, like, just like the Letterkenny dude. Just who, are, who are young yeah. actors right now? Who are young and co- – like? No, no, isn't everybody – Oh, just speaking about it, the guy from OBX, John B., yeah. he fucking played hockey. Did he really? Yeah. Well, Look it up. Who, who else was it? Go. Well, who else was it that – wasn't it Paris Hilton? Yeah, um, Paris Hilton. She, it can be John B. and Paris Hilton. There you go. Paris That's Hilton. the love triangle. Didn't her like? Well, we need a third, but did her like uh, hockey profile come out. She played high school hockey. Her and yeah, Avril I saw Levine, that. It was right? Avril Lavigne too. High school hockey in Connecticut. Yeah, Paris Hilton, elite prospects. Let's look up her stats right quick. Let's see if they show it. What about uh, I, I, I saw like a video. She barely played. It's a Canterbury. Played. It's a Canterbury school from '98 to '99. Damn. What about like that guy? For, uh, well, um, Josh Hutcherson from like the Hunger Games. That guy, Peter. He's pretty yeah, young. Yeah, right? that'd be tight. Uh, I mean, if if you're telling me to pick anybody that I want to, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy could pull it off. He can pull <laughs> off anything. Nah, Tom nah, Hardy and like too old. Uh, he can make fuck. it work. He would. He'd yeah. have to be like Tom Hardy, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler. Up. No, he'd he'd have to be like somebody's fucked up uncle. Uh, that teaches them getting the game. Him, getting them into some shit, like selling them drugs and shit, and, and getting them all in trouble. He's like an old old hockey player. Like, oh, yeah, I would have made it to the league, but busted yeah. my knee. Got hurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading this old ESPN article about Avril Lavigne actually being really good at hockey. I think Avril Netflix should call Levine? us. We got a show. The chick? Yeah. She was like um, uh, age 10. She was playing in the boys' hockey league already in a small town of Napanee, Ontario. She went to play for the girls' hockey and baseball teams in Napanee District High School. That's pretty then, she hung, and then she hung up her skates to record Skater Boy. <laughs> yeah, but I also saw a tweet out there, like, because everyone was freaking out about these celebrities that played hockey, and then somebody tweeted, like, oh, my God, somebody from Canada grew up playing hockey. Wow. Like, um, yeah. They, they are from Canada, so you kind of got to think maybe they had a background in it. So we won't, we won't, we won't spill the beans, but it just confirmed on the Instagram DMs. We will have a player from that 2018 Washington Capitals Stanley Cup roster on the podcast coming up. Wow. Ooh. Awesome. Wow. Wow. Huh? wow. Wow. No hints? Can we get a hint? Um, I don't know. AB, what do you think? Should we give a hint or no? He was on the team. Had a uh, massive assist massive in the Pittsburgh assist. series. Did he play massive a assist. lot? Or massive he? assist on the Pittsburgh series. That's so we'll all you're getting. That. That's we'll all you're leave getting. it at that. Massive okay. assist in the Pittsburgh series. Uh, no, it's not Ovechkin on Guzzi's game six game winning goal. But <laughs> or it could be. You don't know. Or it could be. You never know. We're gonna. We ordered Papa John's, and he actually showed up and recorded the pod. Well, there goes our teaser. There goes our teaser. AB, what have you been watching? Uh, any ideas for the people besides trying to tell them to get in the gulag and uh, <laughs> help? Uh, Westworld. I just uh, the season finale was last night. Well, we're co- we're recording on Sunday, so it's actually tonight. So I still don't know what happens. But I watched Westworld. I'm watching. I finished Ozark a while back, which was kind of crazy. I don't know about you, Billman. No, uh, yeah, I finished that pretty right away. I, I think the third season was by far the best season. Season two yeah. sucked. Season that one was, was pretty good. That was super good one. Um, the Last Kingdom, which is like about these Vikings, and it's it's basically like this this old time show. It's like British show, uh, where this main the main guy is born as a viking but raised as like an englishman who's 
then uh, he's basically like a Jon Snow and he just fucks people up. He's super good at war. And it just follows it follows him around for like four seasons. They're on the fourth season now. Uh it's a pretty dope show. I don't hate that. I don't hate that uh one bit. I know I keep telling you to you gotta you gotta get into that. You should, uh but you're only I know, but I'm watching so much shit I can't start more than like one thing at a time. What are you watching? Yeah, what's on the background behind you there, bud? <laughs> KP show. What, what is, is that? that man? Outer Banks, yeah, on episode oh, two. Man. There you go. There you I go. just I I crushed completely through Money Heist from season. How do you like? How do you like it? It's so pretty. Far. T- it's pretty wild. It's cool. It's pretty wild so yeah. far. It's just Played totally down. not in the Outer Banks, but it's pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, it's like d- nothing about it. But. <laughs> and I heard the actors are like thirty-five as seventeen-year-olds. Oh, there's well, been like, oh yeah, the whole John time B is like, my hey. age, and he was born in Annapolis. He's That's twenty-seven. Shit. He's from Annapolis. Moved to Florida. Damn, he's playing a seventeen-year-old. He's playing a seventeen-year-old. Wow. You ever play street hockey? We get him on the pod. Nice. For sure. <laughs> but uh, let's get him on. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, you guys got anything else? No. Uh, just no. get out there and rollerblade, boys. Uh, we we'd love to see some kids blading. Uh, you guys want to take a quick video of you blading, stick handling, something like that? Send it in to us via Twitter or get our email or something, and. We might put a little video together, a bunch of people rollerblading, street hockey, showing in the DMV, your setup, your home training facility, or just getting out in the street and rollerblading. Send us in a video. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, now that we're doing these Zoom uh, meetings for our interviews and everything, let's subscribe to our YouTube. We're going to put all of our interviews up on the YouTube. So you get our full episodes, you know, pre and post interview, full episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. But come to our YouTube where you'll get some cool content. Like I said, we'll put only the video interviews up uh, when we release the podcast episode as well themselves. Uh, I put up a little compilation video of all the road games the Chirpin Squad went to uh, this season so far up to point and then cut KP calling game five. So whatever we do, we'll, we'll put every, start putting everything on our YouTube. But uh, besides that, I got nothing else. So uh, KP, AB, any last words? No, just meet me in the gulag. Peace out, boys. Meet me in the gulag. All right, man. Have a good one. I wanna be a